Nation, you are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Happy Tuesday, July 7th. This is Amanda Marie, and today I am joined by Nicole, Mario, and Anthony for another spectacular show of the youth. Looking forward to everything that we have ready to discuss today. Pretty crazy day, might I add. You know, I woke up this morning to a lot of different headlines and a lot of big headlines, may I say. But before we get into any of that, we will, of course, go through our COVID-19 rundown, which includes everything that you need to know to stay informed today. To kick things off, we have our global case number at 11.6 million cases, with a surpassing death total of 539,000 deaths and over 6 million recoveries. Here in the United States, we're seeing a confirmed total of 3 million cases, 132,000 deaths, and over 901,000 recovered patients. We're seeing many cities and states continue to struggle with testing as some testing centers are running out of tests within five minutes of opening and others have people waiting in line for over eight hours just to get a test. Now, you know, we're seeing everything that's going on around the nation, but a little bit even closer to home. Here in Miami-Dade, our mayor, Carlos Jimenez, announced just yesterday that he would be signing an emergency order of which would now close, once again, restaurant dining rooms, ballrooms, banquet facilities, party venues, gyms, and fitness centers, and short-term rentals. So obviously this is coming as a result of the spikes in cases we're seeing here in Miami-Dade County. Restaurants will remain open for takeout and delivery services only, which we've seen a lot of restaurants stick to already. They haven't even tried opening their dining rooms yet. But this order will go into effect tomorrow, and who knows when we may see these different services and places open up again. We're seeing outdoor activities will remain open, same as retail stores. So you can still go to the mall, you can still go shopping, which is pretty much the only thing you have left to do during this pandemic. But your thoughts? I mean, I know some people have been saying Miami-Dade tried to open up too quickly and get back to normal too quickly, but... I think that the closing it now is possibly the best way to do it with what's happening right now, because we are becoming the epicenter. We are dealing with a lot of problems. People are getting sick extremely. I think at this point, it goes on to the fact that we should close down for a little bit so that everything does kind of cool off, cool down so people can heal appropriately. And they're not, you know, walking around in the streets, getting sick, getting everybody else sick. Because, I mean, I've seen accounts of people who have COVID or who speculate to have COVID, who they think they do, and they're walking around the streets and they're just doing whatever. They're doing their normal day daily activity as if they're not sick and they're possibly spreading it to other people who might have underlying conditions or have people at home who have underlying, underlying conditions. So I think at this point, just calming down, closing things off like that is possibly the best thing to do because when you gave the people too much freedom, they acted out in a certain way that was abusing the freedom, essentially, that said, you know what, we're not going to wear a mask, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, who's going to really stop us, and I'm too much regulation on it, and it's crazy, so I think the fact that, again, as Miami Days is closing down again, it's the best way to approach what's happening right now, to cool down everything, and to let people who are truly sick heal correctly, and I think at this point, with every, with everywhere else, I think it kind of goes down to the fact that cases are, are, are rising, people are still getting sick, and the recoveries are, are doing extremely well, though. But still, to some cert, sort of degree, I think that not every 
every place should shut down because a lot of places are cooling off and they are doing well. But I think, as I said before, Miami Day definitely needs to take a step back to regain composure, um, especially. You know, I agree with Nicole here. Um, I feel like we need to take a step back and look at everything. I I feel like maybe closing down everything was the best option. I don't like the idea. I don't like the option. But I feel like it's the best thing you can do because I felt like we've been taking advantage of um, I feel like we've been taking advantage of this whole reopening, and a lot of people have been going places that they really shouldn't be going without masks, and they just haven't been following CDC guidelines, and it's just been getting people more and more sick. So, the fact that now we need to close everything down, to be honest, there's no no one else to blame but yourself. No, I'm not. Saying like Amanda, this is your fault, or Mario, this is your fault, or Frank, this is your fault, or Nicole, this is that's not what I'm saying. But if you were outside not wearing a mask and now you feel like you're sick and you felt like you were sick and you would still go outside, this is partially your fault. Because once again, you took advantage of the reopening and you decided, hey, let me go outside. Even though I feel sick, even though maybe I have the virus, maybe though I can contract the virus, let me go outside and not follow the CDC guidelines. Why not? And now this is why this is happening. So for you being greedy, you ruined it for everybody else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people just one bad person that doesn't follow it and decides to be a Karen and, you know, not wear their mask because they're hot. Listen, like, come on, you you don't have to, you know, not follow it. I mean, if you really don't like your mask so much, just stay inside. You could you could do pretty much everything from online that goes from grocery stop shopping, you know, to getting food, you know, all the necessities. And like, I don't get how these businesses even opened up in the first place because how do you close with less than a hundred cases in Miami Dade, and then you decide to reopen? at two twenty thousand, that that makes no sense to me like no you need to be consistent with it you need to see until we have you know a vaccine or a cure of some sort you know to treat it and then you could reopen up but you know reopening up with everything you know when there's more people than when you close down that makes no sense to me whatsoever and people were just rushing out and plus i think the protest really did you know you know, inflate it a little because, you know, it was just a mass gathering of people and it just, you know, ramped it up more. And with all the circumstances, it just, I think it was the right decision to close it down, you know, to stop the spread and to stop more people from getting sick. Gyms especially, we know that gyms, as soon as they opened back up, they were packed and people were going like crazy. Whether you had to work out with a mask or not, people just wanted to get back to some sort of a semblance of normalcy. And sometimes going to the gym on a daily basis is a part of this normalcy for many people. But gyms, especially within this, you know, I saw restaurant dining rooms open back up as well. And while those those could get busy during this time, I still see a lot of people preferring to order out and just bring the food home rather than eat in these dining rooms because again a lot of these waiters and waitresses were testing positive for the coronavirus but mario makes a great point you know we saw 
all the protests that came as a result of, you know, the George Floyd situation, everything after that. And we saw people gathered in masses. And whether you were wearing a mask or not, you're still in such close proximity to someone where you're putting yourself at risk of contracting the coronavirus. So we saw that. And, you know, it is election year. So we are seeing rallies continue. And we're seeing all sorts of gatherings for the upcoming election in November continue. And once again, whether you're wearing a mask or not, these continue to be rallies where there's mass gatherings. So if we're not playing the safe, we're going to end up being sorry in the end because it's just going to continue the spread of the coronavirus. And we'll just keep closing down and closing down and opening up and closing down because it's it, it clearly we didn't do a good job at when we first got all these things to open back up, you know, restaurant, dining rooms, banquet halls, party venues. Well, I didn't see a lot of parties and keen says and weddings going on during this time, we've seen a lot of people having to reschedule these big events, gyms and fitness centers and restaurant dining rooms were getting packed once again, because people just got tired of being at home and wanted to go out. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I even know a family friend who worked at a gym with the whole reopening of the of Miami. And one of the her, one of their coworkers got sick and then they all had to get tested and she was asymptomatic she had no symptoms to it but she tested positive so there's like countless of things that and she she's young especially so it goes into the fact as well that we're seeing how this is mostly i don't want to say an older person's disease but when you see like the mortality rate it does have to deal with a lot of older people but a lot of kids now cuz the median is 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 switching up where it's now younger kids who are getting the the disease because they're acting more reckless they're having COVID-19 parties they're doing all these things to see who gets infected first I know in a couple colleges it was whoever gets COVID first gets the money so it, it kind of goes into the, into the fact that now yes the median is changing to younger kids which means that it is more reckless now in our behavior but it goes down to the fact being, by the way, we don't, we don't accept those kids. That's them. We're, that's different. We're, we're not, we don't, we don't allow that here in the youth. But when it goes down to it, it kind of shows the fact being that now it's kind of even more scary because now the media is, is, is switching to 18 to 30, which I've said before. And now it's, it's more so the fact that people are becoming more asymptomatic to it because the teens and, and, and the young adults don't know they have it. They don't have any symptoms. They don't feel bad. They're working their regular nine to five and people are getting tested and they have no symptoms. They have no mark of, of the disease, but they're still testing positive, which means they can still pass down the disease. So again, at this point, closing down and just buckling down at this point, because as Mario brought a really good point, you close down at a hundred, but you opened up at 20,000, it doesn't make any sense. So I think that at this point, buckle down and just just stop doing things at this, please. For everybody else, just stop doing things because it would just make it so much easier. Stop being reckless and wear your mask. It's that simple. But when we come back here on The Youth, we've talked about the reopening of Disney World and we've talked about how reckless we actually think it is for them to embark on this journey. But today, Disney opened for cast member previews. And we're seeing a lot that's being implemented into these parks. We'll be right back here on the Youth STEM Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145.
Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for you. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. We are back here on the youth. Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. 
this next segment is going to be an interesting one. Disney World, we talk about Disney World, we criticize Disney World, especially during this pandemic, at least here, the parks in Orlando. They're planning on continuing to open next week. Next week, July 11th and July 15th, we'll see all four parks here in Orlando opening up. And we've all sort of aired our concerns our concerns here on the youth, you know, worried about whether the social distancing will go right or wrong, having to wear masks all day at a park, temperature checks are not as effective as we think they are, all these different things that we've been worried about. But today we're sort of getting a preview as to what this is going to look like. The uh, the Magic Kingdom has opened for cast member previews. So we're seeing people already starting to infiltrate the parks. And of course, the first thing they see as they walk back into Disney World after 100 plus days is the beautiful paint job on Cinderella's castle. It looks nice and bright, not as dull and, you know, sad as it used to look. The blues are even bluer than ever. The castle looks beautiful, but there's also a lot of new things they need to do in order to get to that point. And once they're actually inside the park, so we're seeing before you even get onto the island of Magic Kingdom, you have to go through temperature checks before you get on a monorail, on a ferry. Ferries, you're limited to standing five people at a time in one certain area in order to, you know, practice that proper social distancing. We're seeing masks being sold in vending machines. Just in case you forgot one or you want a Disney-fied, Disney-fied, I guess you can say, <laughs> inventing some words here, mask with Mickey Mouse. And of course, you know, they'll charge you a couple a couple hefty dollars for these masks, but they do have them in vending machines, just in case you forgot one. There's this new thing called relaxation stations. So there's these little areas now that are going to be implemented within the parks. And we're seeing them today at the Magic Kingdom. They're reserved areas where people can rest with their masks off for a brief period of time, of course, while sitting six to 10 feet apart. We're seeing several rides and several waiting areas using plexiglass. Jungle Cruise is using plexiglass to divide groups. You know, as we know, uh, the Jungle Cruise, those little boats are small. And you're all huddled up in there. Now they're using plexiglass to ensure that people are separated. We're seeing the waiting lines for Big Thunder Mountain, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Obviously, we can social distance front and back, but side to side, that's kind of scary because as we know, once again, Disney uses these areas, these QUs, I think is what they're called, and they're packed with people at a time. So now we're seeing the use of plexiglass here. We're seeing characters instead of having these meet and greet sessions, they're writing down trolleys in Main Street in order to do some sort of a meet and greet type of thing. But obviously, there's no hugging, there's no taking pictures, and there's no stopping for them in Disney anymore. And also, a big change to one of the rides no more stretching room in the Haunted Mansion. That little area where everybody gets clumped up. It's pretty much a COVID 19 petri dish because you're so jam-packed with people in that small area but overall we're seeing the park is kind of empty because again they can't fill to max capacity but we're seeing all these different restrictions and guidelines that they're implementing within these parks in order to reopen properly i think the fact that they're reopening in general is still crazy to me i still don't get why they're reopening i uh it's like i just i still don't get it at this point you're you're wasting your money for an experience that you think you're going to get that's going to be similar to it, which it's not. As you can obviously tell, as you can obviously tell how Amanda was saying, there's so many new changes, which is good that they're making these changes. I do like that they made these changes because it does make it a little more, 
I guess, comfortable if you are going to go and if you are going to actually invest your time and especially if you have kids so that there, it is nice that you do have a couple resting areas, even though it is a terrifying thought. It is still a nice option to have if you do have smaller kids and they get bugged with their masks and like, I don't want to wear it anymore. And I get that aspect of it. But I think that, as I said before, in general, crazy that they're still opening, but whatever, it's not a place, they're still opening. And I think that at this point, the fact that they're, they are putting in these regulations is the best thing to see right now. I do understand that the, the experience is definitely going to be changed, but that's just what's going to happen with COVID. Just in general, any experience you ever had before is just changed and it's modified. Uh, I do think the fact that they are adding in the plexiglass is very smart because even just the other day, I, it kind of hit me how it's so weird that we used to have lines that were just you jam packed with everybody else. It was like, it, it was an insane thought that now in the new COVID world that we live in, you're six feet apart. It's like, that's, that's normal. Why is it that we were like sardines before? But I think that when it goes down to this, as I said before, I'm like repeating myself. I think that it is good that they are adding in these new regulations because it does ensure everybody's safety from their characters to the people who are going to enjoy the characters and enjoy the rides. And I think that's the biggest aspect for me, as long as everybody is safe, everybody is comfortable and everybody feels as safe as possible to continue working and to continue being a character for whoever, whether you're Snow White or Merida. I think that as long as you are as comfortable as you can be, I think that's the best part of it. So if you are going to Disney, just make sure that you follow all the regulations, all their rules, and you do stay six feet apart and you do safely social distance because that's all that matters at this point. But that's kind of my own two cents on this. I don't know. I think it all goes down to safety from my head personally. I 100% agree with you, Nicole. I mean, it's kind of stupid for Disney to open up, but even if they are opening up, why would you go at this time? Because listen, prices are, are going to be the probably the same and you're getting a watered down experience. You don't get to go on some rides. I mean, yeah, sure. You get to go, you know, with your kids and all that, but still it, it's pretty, you know, watered down. You don't get to go to any of the restaurants and I, I wouldn't personally go if I'm paying the same price. Now, if it's like a hundred bucks cheaper, I only get to go, you know, into the park for $50. I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, like, it, it's not that bad if it's only like $50, but you know, if it's going to be the same price, it's kind of stupid to go in the first place, but you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's kind of hard to justify, you know, going at that price. agree i mean we all know disney disney's been honestly a corrupt company but their prices have not been friendly but i mean i wouldn't go at those prices and an interesting thought that i was thinking of is a few years across the line three four maybe five years across the line is it going to be the same is it going to be maybe are there still going to be social distancing five years down the line or are we just going to go back to what we had? It's an interesting thought. I mean, I'm not sure, but I like the innovation. I know literally any time company does something different, I say that I like the innovation, but I really do. It's tough to think of things like that during this tough time. 
but I like the innovation. I like the whole the place where you can sit down and you can take off your mask for a little bit. Like Nicole made a great point that maybe there's little kids, oh, mommy, I don't want to wear my mask anymore. So they sit down, they take off their mask, they chill there for a little bit. So I like the whole idea. I feel like people are still not going to go as much because of obviously everything that's happening and theme parks are literally a COVID hotspot, but I still like the innovation. Anthony makes a great point. You know, these theme parks are a hotspot for contracting COVID-19. And while it is scary to take a big step like this, you know, one thing is going to the grocery store and even taking that step to going to a mall with many retail stores. And as we know, many people go to malls. It's not as big of a step as going to a theme park like the Magic Kingdom, like Epcot, because thousands and thousands and thousands of people walk these parks on a daily basis. Obviously, now, once again, with this pandemic, this capacity is going to be cut in half. But it's a great thing to sort of think of. Is this something they're going to keep down the line, you know, a year from now, 2021? It's July, August of 2021. Are we going to still be seeing all these different implementations across the park? Or is this sort of a temporary thing until, you know, cases sort of go down a bit and they take everything down or who knows? But I'm interested in seeing, you know, next week, once everything does open back up and the parks do get filled to their max capacity, how are things going to work out once guests are there? As we know, some people do not want to wear masks. Some people do not want to follow some of these guidelines this is going to be kind of difficult and interesting to see how this is going to work out but when we come back here on the youth another topic of conversation we've touched upon college and the coronavirus pandemic going back to campus not going back to campus some new revelations just yesterday and they're kind of concerning might i add you're listening to the youth here on slam radio sirius xm channel 145 Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out. 
talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, yo, this is Rashad Jennings. You listen to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. This next segment, kind of an interesting one, and I'm sure we're going to have a pretty heated debate here on the youth because this is both these topics are very wrong and it's wow kind of shocking to hear this news between yesterday and today but once again college and the coronavirus pandemic we've talked about it we continue to talk about it because it's a big deal going back to school whether you're an elementary middle high school student or you're at college it's kind of weary times right now because you don't know whether or not you're going to return to campus in the fall. We know many universities across the nation are in the process of developing, if they have not already, a plan as to how, when, if their students will even return to campus in the fall. But just yesterday, Harvard University announced that all students will be taking online courses during the 2020-2021 academic school year. But there's a catch, of course, of which includes that their undergraduate tuition of $49,653 remains the same. So there will be students living on campus, if that's the scenario, if they have to rely on on-campus housing, but these students will be taking their courses remotely from their dorms, from their homes. So you still have to pay that whopping $50,000 of tuition, but you will be online all year long. I don't like this. I do not like this one bit. I am upset. If I am going to go, like, can you just imagine, like, Harvard students, right? Can you just imagine? You're going to this top-tier school, Ivy, 
went to this amazing school. You're wasting your money on this fantastic education. Because let's be honest, I, I know I said wasting as a negative, but if you're going to be at your home spending the same intuition, you're wasting your money. Like, I don't understand. Like, at this point, I'm upset. I'm not even going to college yet. I'm not, I'm far from it. I need like two more, yeah, like two more years, kind of three before I even decide that. And I'm just, I'm appalled. I'm upset. I'm upset for everybody who, who's like having to like go back for the tuition and or are like going into colleges now because how are you just gonna pull the biggest psych on these students? Like how, how are you gonna say, yeah, it's gonna be completely online, but we still want all of that money. I don't get that. Like, it's just my brain, it doesn't wrap, it doesn't wrap around the idea that you're trying to just completely suck these kids dry from all their money, from their bank accounts, from their parents' money. Because let's be honest, some of these kids have scholarships, but that doesn't cover all of the tuition. And the same thing goes for people who are going off of their parents' money. Because you know what? Sometimes your parents are wealthy. Sometimes you're a very good student. And you know what? Good on you. And your parents are having to pay this. Can you imagine their parents? They're like, why are you going? Go to like a community school at this point. There's no point. Like there's really no point in spending this much money for no experience and for hard classes that you get no experience to even like calm down with. Because like, I think the whole part, point of Harvard is that there are hard classes, yes. You do meet your equals, yes. But it goes, it goes into the fact that the actual experience of Harvard is so that, yes, it's hard, yes, it's this, yes, it's that, but then the experience just calms it down for you. You see things that you never thought that you would experience. You, would, you, you kind of go through college life in a different aspect of it, which is something that a lot of people look forward to whenever they go to these top tier like Ivy schools. And it still just makes no sense to me, the idea that they, I just don't get it. I'm just gonna, I'm, if I keep on talking, I'm just gonna like, I can't, I'm upset. I completely agree with people on this whole situation. I mean, I don't understand the why in the first place they would do something like that. It's just greedy of them. It really is. I mean, the like Nicole said, the whole experience is, oh, you meet your equals on campus. You do all of that. But now there's none of that. There's literally none of that. You're online. You're in an online course. So to me... It's not the best alternative, especially with a school like Harvard. Like, if it was, like, Florida International University, then, like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But it's Harvard. It's the most prestigious school school in the United States of America. And I don't understand why you would do it virtually. It's not not safe. It's not a good option. I mean, Harvard, what, what are you doing? What, what you thinking, bro? Like, you, you need to really get up with the program because people don't just have $50,000 to take classes on Zoom. Like, it, listen, if you can take a call, one of those classes from your bed, I don't think you should be paying 50000 a year for it. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, it, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, Harvard is just, just looks so greedy right now. 
this looks so bad for their PR. I'd say if you're a Harvard student paying full tuition, you need to drop out right now and take a community college class for at least one year until like they actually get this sorted and, you know, get a brain and then realize, oh, wait, people don't want to pay $50,000 for, you know, classes that aren't the same. Like, it doesn't make sense. They're being super greedy right now. And I, I just really don't really look at Harvard in the best light anymore. I might, even if I get accepted, I don't think I'll go because of this. This is kind of stupid, in my opinion. It's insane. Like, you're taking online courses. You're not getting that full on-campus experience. But you're still expected to pay the full tuition as if you were on campus. You were able to meet with your professor. And I'm sure they're going to try to justify this some way, somehow by, you know, private Zoom tutoring lessons with your professor and whatnot, but it's still not that full experience. You're not getting that full education you would be getting on campus sitting inside of a lecture hall at Harvard University. But in other news, you know, something else that's even more messed up, I think, than Harvard charging full tuition for online classes is the fact that just yesterday, ICE posted a press release on their website in which entailed their plans to deport college students here on student visas if their school is only offering online courses this fall. So say you go to a university like FIU, where FIU is offering in-campus hybrid or virtual classes where you could choose which you would like, a student here on a student visa would be a little bit safer because they could choose that in-campus, on-campus, you know, in-person class. But say someone who is going to Harvard like in this scenario where other classes are online, ICE will be deporting these students and sending them back to their countries, which again, now prompts several questions, which includes who does this help? What about the students in different time zones? You know, it could be three in the morning and there's a lecture going on. How does that work out for these students that are going to have to take these classes online in their home countries? Is there even access to Wi-Fi in these countries that some students will be deported back to? And even bigger like an even bigger question is what if a student or students get COVID as a result of this forced deportation? So this was, I was flabbergasted. I'm not even going to like sugarcoat it when I saw this news, because I didn't think it was real that ice could actually be doing this during times like this. Dude, come on. Like I was really angered by tuition and all of that, but now I just want to anger. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like these, they're just going to school. They have their visas. They're going to school. I mean, I understand that. Yes, it might it might be a little expired at this point because everything's going on, but just allow them a longer stay at this point because they're still getting their education. They still need it, and it brings up a good point that what if they do get COVID along the way, and it depends on where they're going to be held what before they're deported back you know it depends what's going to happen to them if they are going to get covid because a lot of the places where people are being held are a petri dish for covid and again with the whole time shifts that's an extremely good point you can't you can't be on this nocturnal clock forever if, if you do this to somebody who is going through college who is going to get their education and you essentially do it to the point being so their classes here in America, 11, let's say, 
the class is over there because of the time zones. Let's say it's like three. Why not? Right? It's not it's not a time zone, but I'm still gonna say that because why not, right? The fact that you're gonna do this to somebody is going to completely ruin their internal clock. And that physiology, like that is not good for you. If you're if your internal clock changes like in to in an insane amount, there's no real underlying I can't even like verbalize it, but essentially saying this is bad for people and people should not be forced to have to wake up at three, wake up at four in order to get their education when it goes down to the fact that if they were to do it here in America, they could wake up at nine, wake up at 10. And it still makes no sense to me on how they want to do this, especially in such a vulnerable and crucial time right now in how we are with the pandemic. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. I do not support this. I think this is one of the most mind-boggling things to come out of all of quarantine. And that's saying that 2020 has not been mind-boggling already. But the fact that you want to deport students who are getting their education back to their home countries where structure is unstable, most likely because of COVID, where they might not have the Wi-Fi and, and the facilities to actually get their education. And also the fact being that they might get COVID along the way or in their home country, depending on where they're from and how the cases are. So the fact that you're sending these people back to a most likely unstable and unsafe working condition is insane. And I do not agree with this. I think that this is probably, as I said before, one of the craziest things to come out of quarantine and out of 2020 that is mind boggling. This is a human thing. This isn't even anything else. How are you going to deport these people who are, as I said before, getting their education? I just, I can't, I don't understand. I don't see this. If they're coming over here to better themselves education, whether it be for their their undergrad or their graduate degrees, I just, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just mad. I can't even verbalize things anymore. I'm just, it's, it's not okay. I mean, listen, what does ICE achieve by deporting these students? Like, it really doesn't do anything other than maybe help the spread of the COVID-19 virus. What are you doing? Like, why does ICE want to deport these people so bad, but they don't belong here because of what? They're still going to, they're still enrolled in the American college. Like, imagine if you're a student from, I don't know, let's say Japan. Like, when it's 12 p.m. in Boston, it's going to be... 2 a.m. there so you'll probably have a three-hour class or so and you'll finish at 5 a.m that's not healthy bro that's not healthy taking classes at 2 a.m or you know 5 a.m that's not good for you like come on this is so garbage why is ice so bad like i my goodness i just really do not like ice i mean this is not going to do anything but just help the spread of the COVID. Like, they have no reason to deport these people because, in the end, they're still enrolled in the American colleges. So it makes no sense whatsoever. I, I'm with Nicole. I am so mad at this policy right now. With every single one of you on this, first of all, Frank, I think you need to make that a sound. The, it's not healthy, bro. But all jokes aside on a serious note, um, I apologize for our rant here because, you know, I get really passionate about something I remember. But <clears throat> I want to know who sat down and thought that it was a good idea to do this. Like, 
who in their right mind, please, like, inform me who in their right mind thought this was going to be a good idea and the entire American population was going to be okay with this? Please. I want to hear. Okay, that's great. No, nobody. All right, got you. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's such a dumb thing to do. I mean, Mario said it. Let's say you're a student in Japan. You literally have to wake up at 2 a.m. for class. I want to know how it would feel like for all three, all four of us who go to Slam. Let's say we would have to wake up when we had very at 2 o'clock in the morning. And we would finish virtual at what? Like 8 o'clock in the morning. Please. You would literally have to turn into an owl. You would have to sleep in the day. I mean, it's unhealthy and I don't understand it. It was really bad move by ice. And I agree. It is a terrible move on behalf of ice. There's so many different aspects that come into this. And one of the biggest ones is, you know, the time zones. You don't know if students have access to Wi-Fi abroad. Students can say, you know, you're from Brazil. Brazil is having a huge outbreak in cases right now. And you have to go back to Brazil and study and stay at home and dealing with everything that's going on in Brazil. There's a reason you came to school here in the United States. And it's to get that full and proper education that you so much desired. And now, basically, your entire status of being here in the United States for school depends on whether your university is going to do online classes or not. So we'll continue to see how this unfolds, but this is definitely a topic that angers me because I don't think that this is right. This is, it's it's wrong on so many levels and completely pushing aside the fact that Harvard is charging full tuition, even though they're online, which is just as messed up. This is, this is worse. But when we come back here on the U to finish off today's show, TikTok, and what may happen to TikTok here in the United States. We're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 
The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker Irving, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best, Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145, for the final segment of today's show. Lots of interesting discussions here on the Youth today. There's been a lot going on in the world today but this one i think is the best way to wrap things up today before we say goodbye tiktok we use it some of us love it some of us hate it we've talked about it a lot here on the youth and now we're seeing the secretary of state mike pompeo this morning announced that the united states is certainly taking a look at banning certain chinese social media apps of which include tiktok so we saw india take this step already and we talked about that here but this would definitely wreak havoc, I feel like, in the United States, where, you know, we have a lot of social media influencers today that their careers are pretty much held on to by TikTok. TikTok is what's holding their careers together. And without TikTok, they may not have careers. And we may see Addison Ray back at LSU. And we may see Charlie D'Amelio back in high school and just... It's crazy to think an app that's taken over this country. We've seen the craze of TikTok. You see people making TikToks in the middle of the street, people making TikToks for everything and for anything. Now, we may not see TikTok anymore. So, I I mean, I, I kind of, I'm okay with this because I don't really watch TikTok as much as I used to before, but it's kind of strange because TikTok does have some benefits where you do get some useful tips and little tricks here and there because of TikTok. Back Vine symbols that we can literally just end TikTok and just bring back Vine, make it the exact same thing, but make an American run. I like that idea. I really do. But if that really were to happen, the amount of people's lives who would be changed would be insane. Like, for example, the guy who came here a few months ago, Jason Derulo, he's a really famous TikTok star. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he can go back to singing, which it wouldn't be bad for him. But, like, people like Charlie D'Amelio and, like, Addison Ray, like, their careers would literally be over in a snap of a finger. And it kind of sucks for them. But, I mean, you have to do what you have to do sometimes. Okay. I like the idea that Anthony proposed, which is, like, bring back Vine. Because, dude, I loved Vine. Vine was, like, it, it's you know me in real life a lot of my jokes and humor is vine 
just like, accumulated over the years, let's be honest. But anyways, my whole thing on how they kind of want to ban TikTok, I don't like the idea when it goes to the fact that the government tries to interfere with social media and other such things like that. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it because it's kind of limiting certain rights that we have as people. And I understand the scare where it's a Chinese app and we all know your phones listen to you. And we all know that TikTok listens to us in a certain way because I know as before, whenever we talk about TikTok, I was talking about one of my favorite songs with one of my friends. And then I went on TikTok the same day, a couple hours after the conversation, I saw the music video being added to me as like, hey, have you seen the music video yet? I was like, yes, TikTok, I have. Thank you for showing me the music video of one of my favorite songs. It's much appreciated. And it will still come up every now and again because it knows I like that song. So it goes into the fact being that yes, it listens to you. And I know that we had talked about this before, but I do know that in like higher stance in government here in America, you cannot have TikTok on your phone nor can your your children because it's like a, it's a national security type of situation. And I get that because they talk about big level things. And again, I completely understand that aspect of it. But when it goes down to regular working people and just regular people in general, we don't essentially, like I know that like us here, we don't essentially like care if we know that our phones listen to us. I don't essentially care they're going to ban TikTok. I just don't like the idea of people banning technology, like, media and stuff like that in general because it kind of set it doesn't settle well with me personally I find it to be extremely weird and a, a little bit off because it goes it goes into the fact being that it's sort of a way of not necessarily life but it definitely construes a lot of people's lives and as we said before it would ruin a lot of people's quote-unquote careers because I don't really follow any of them they're not really career big people to me they're just there you know they have this connection with other people through online and I personally don't see it I don't I'm not really on that side of TikTok where I see Charlie D'Amelio or Lil Huddy it's not really my side of TikTok but I mean as I said before I'm most likely gonna delete it soon anyways it's just not that big of a deal but Amanda do you hear that I do hear that and we've come to the end of today's show we'll see what ends up happening with TikTok I mean Right now, I just sort of watch TikTok. I don't make a lot of TikToks anymore. It's kind of a tough decision, like you said, to ban TikTok as it is completely. But if the Chinese are surveying us and it's not, it's more of a risk than it is a benefit, it's time to go away with TikTok. And maybe we can make an American version, talk tick, the top on that wave, you know, just like Ryan and his little toy YouTube videos. Now he's making bank. We can create our own version of TikTok and we can make our own bank. But guys, thank you for listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series 6M, Channel 145. We'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth.